What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Erica Bird on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Erica, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like. Okay, thank you, Shelly. Um, my name is Erica. Um, I experienced a 16 or a, a mis- miscarriage at 16 weeks this last June. Um, my husband and I got married in October of 2018. We've been together since June of 2015, and we decided that we would wait to start trying until we, um, you know, got married. I, we decided to go off birth control the night of our wedding, <laughs> um, and surprisingly, uh, I was in. Well, I was anticipating having to, you know, take it a couple months to try to get pregnant, or at least you know, the three to six months that it was, my doctor said that I, you know, to anticipate that it could take a little bit longer because I'm 35. Um, But we got pregnant in February of 2019. So just about three months after our wedding, which we were ecstatic, so excited. Um, First time I've been pregnant, first, um, first child. So it was scary and (laughs) Um, also just so exciting. We were very excited and, you know, went through the first appointment. Everything was fine. Uh, you know, that first appointment just always sticks out in my mind because it was so real for both of us all of a sudden at, you know, eight weeks, it just felt like, okay, we're going to do this. It's, it's happening. (laughs) Um, and then we went to the 12 week appointment. Everything was fine. I have video. I'm so happy. I have video of um, the sonogram of her. You know, we found out between eight and 12 weeks that we were having a girl. And at the 12 week appointment, the doctor looked at everything. We could see her moving around on the sonogram and it looked like she was dancing, which I loved. Um, and the doctor told me, you know, you're 12 weeks. There's little to no chance of miscarriage at this point. You know, you're, you're in the clear basically. And I always think of those words <laughs> looking back because little did I know that that was not the case. <laughs> um, so then we told everyone at 12 weeks, we told both sides of our family and everyone was so excited. Um, and then the week after we told everyone, I went back for my next appointment and they just couldn't find a heartbeat. And I had, I think back to that morning and it just, it doesn't seem real. Like it, the, the doctor telling me, I'm so sorry, we can't find her heartbeat. Just, it feels like a dream that it happened, you know, like either the last four months had been a dream that we had conjured up or that moment right there had, was a dream, you know, I was going to wake up. Um, so you know, went through, got all the sonograms that I needed to get done that day. And then that was, a, I believe that was a Monday. Um, 
it was June 4th, 2019. And then on that Thursday, I went in to get, um, they scheduled me for a, a D&E, which is the dilate and evacuation. They gave me the option to either do that or to, they would induce me for labor. Um, being it was my first pregnancy, I did not want to go through labor um, and not be able to take our baby home. Um, so, sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> but um, I really wanted, you know, my first labor to have like a baby to take home. So we decided to do the the DNA, which I'm not sure how I feel about it now looking back. Because one of the things that I really wish we had was um, the ability to see her. And we did not obviously get that with the the DNA. So I went in on that Thursday and was had my cervix dilated, which I'm I'm sure many people who are listening into this has had that done it's it was one of the most painful things i've ever medical procedures i've ever had to go through um and then that next day we had the evacuation and then really the you know that whole past summer it just kind of seems like a dream <laughs> again it's you know just in a daze and um you know, every day is a little bit, gets a little bit easier, I think. Um, but it's still something I think about every single day. Um, you know, my due date was November 15th. So November was definitely a hard month. And, you know, we're just getting over the holidays. And that just, it's difficult to think about what our lives would be like now had we not gotten that news and we hadn't lost our, our daughter. Um, we did decide to name her Olivia Nancy. We just love the name Olivia. And Nancy's um, my middle name, and it's also both my grandmother's names. Um, and we had just lost my grandmother the year before, so it felt like a fitting tribute. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a roller coaster. We're trying again, and we're hopeful for 2020 to have a better year. It's the word I'm focusing on this year is just hope. I had a really good friend who has gone through infertility issues who sent me um, a key that she received from a friend that just has on it engraved hope that you're supposed to pass on to friends who are just needing the extra reminder that there is hope out there. So I'm really focusing on that for this year. And we're hopeful that we'll have a successful pregnancy this year. How, how are you feeling with like the thought of trying again? It scares me. <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. So, it's so scary. Um, you know, it's, I think, I don't want my, you know, I think my main thing that I have been trying to work through, through therapy and different, you know, thought exercises is not to blame my body for what happened. Um, because it's so hard not knowing why we lost her. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wish we could know, like, this is exactly what happened. And, you know, there's nothing you could have done. Or, you know, don't eat grapes or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I wish there was just something that I could have done to fix it. 
And that's the hardest part about, I think, trying again is the thought of it happening again. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's really scary. I mean, it's, it's trauma and it's, it's hard to, I think, try to get pregnant, not alone, not only trying to get pregnant, but then also going through your pregnancy with, with that trauma, like just hanging on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. But I also know that I, I, I want to be a mom. And if this whole pregnancy thing doesn't work out, we're going to figure out a way for us to be parents um, again. So I have a yeah. really great husband who is very supportive and is there for me in every, in every way possible. Um, while he's also dealing with his own grief, he's, he's never, he's never far away for a hug or just to talk about it or just to cry on the shoulder. So he's very supportive. Yeah. Being in the, the second trimester, how was like the postpartum after Um, that? Like, did you have milk come in or anything like that? I, I did, but not a lot. Like I, um, I, I didn't even realize, I didn't even think about that being like an issue afterwards. Um, I don't think, I don't think many people do, you know what I mean? I don't think many people do, but it's a real thing. It is. And I, my doctor told me to, uh, to try to prevent it from happening, not to take really hot showers, um, and to wear a very supportive sports bra. Okay. And I did do that, but I still had some leakage and it, you know, it's just another, it was like another, it's just another reminder of what you lost mm-hmm. and you know your body my from for me for my body it took also a little bit longer to you know quote unquote bounce back from the procedure um i you know spiked a fever i had to go back to the er um and then you know my cycles were not it took a long time for my cycles to come back to you know quote unquote normal mm-hmm. so i think there was a lot of ripples in the, in the water as far as like the effects and just having, you know, milk come in and then leaking milk and it, you know, seeing it on your shirt, it's just like another, like a little hit over the head of, oh yeah, you've, you've lost your daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's, it, it was a lot to deal with right afterwards too, just because, you know, post-surgery, high emotions, your hormones are all over the place. It's, it was difficult. Yeah, for sure. And like, I just don't think people really realize all the little triggers that happen afterwards too, you know, like. Right. Well, in the, di- the day I found out or the day we found out we had lost Olivia, um, a- arrived in the mail was the box of baby clothes I had just purchased. And it was just like, it didn't it was like one thing after the other being reminded Mm -hmm. of like what we could have had and what we lost sorry to interrupt today's episode but we are sponsored by fair haven health and i learned a little something from them that i want to share with you guys one in five couples will experience infertility and in about 45 percent of those cases male factor infertility is at play Our friends at Fairhaven Health have formulated the perfect product to help both men and women get the supplements they need in order to conceive. FH Pro is a patented non-prescription antioxidant-based supplement 
made with ingredients well studied for their role in supporting fertility like vitamin E, COQ10, zinc, and more with over 25 ingredients total. Each fertility supplement is formulated with ingredients studied to exactly what men and women need to optimize their fertility health. It also helps avoid the mini bottles of supplements on your bathroom counter. Learn more about FH Pro for men and women by visiting fairhavenhealth.com or using the link in today's show notes. Not to mention they're giving us all a 10% discount using the code LAM, L-A-M. And thank you for supporting the sponsors that support our show. Now let's get back to it. Yeah. Had you guys started like the nursery and everything? We hadn't, but um, we, you know, we had made, we rent a, a place in Chicago and our second bedroom is quite small. So we had to rearrange it to fit of the crib that we were eventually going to bring in. So we had already rearranged everything to accommodate the crib, mm-hmm. so, but we hadn't gotten as far as like put a crib up or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Tough, yeah. tough yeah. 2019. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's, been a, it's been a tough, the, in 2017, I lost my dad unexpectedly. And then mm-hmm. in 2018, we lost my grandma. Oh, so, goodness. Yeah, I was like, I just want to get through 2020. You're without... like, come on, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't want to have to be processing even more grief. Like, if we can be grief-free, yeah. new grief-free 2020. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. please. So it's just, and, you know, it's it's interesting when you go through something like this, like, I, I'm so appreciative of the women that are on social media, of you, that of this podcast, because the one thing I do know is that when it was going on, I felt so alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously my husband is amazing and was there for me for everything, but you, I got so in my own head that this was somehow my fault, that my body was, something was wrong with my body, that, you know, I was never going to be pregnant again. All the all the things that you just ramble through in your head, all those like awful thoughts that you have, and really it was women on social media and you know Instagram and all that that really helped me see that no, this isn't something that I did. You know, what's not my fault? This is a very normal occurrence that happens, unfortunately, but that we don't know we don't have answers for, but you know, none of that stuff was told to me as a kid growing up, learning about the reproductive Mm -hmm. system in in class. Like, you don't know that one in four pregnancies, you know, are, don't make it. And I just wish that either our doctors or our education system would reinforce that because you, all you see, it seems like when you're going through all you see are women successfully giving birth and having beautiful little babies, but you don't know the underside because people don't talk about it. Um, and it's, it is so comforting to know that there is a tribe of women out there that do talk about it without shame and with love for their children that they've lost. Um, and that's something, you know, I hope I don't have any friends that ever have to go through this because it's, it's horrible. But knowing that there's that safety net out there for women is so comforting to me. I know that if this were to happen again, I would, I would survive it because I already have. Um, and it's in part because of the women out there on, on Instagram and social media that 
talk loud and proud about what their experience is. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Shelly. <laughs> well, thank you. You're a part of it too. And it, it is, it's like your husband can sit there and tell you that it's not your fault and like use words to try to make you feel better, but it just doesn't sink in the same way as somebody else whose body has been through it. Um, right. It's just different. So I agree that, I mean, that's why I turned to the internet just because I didn't know anybody in my real life that had been through this and it was so helpful and a huge reason why this podcast was started. So I just want to thank you for jumping on and sharing your story and being a part of that community. Uh, I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, my, my advice is to give yourself the most grace that you can muster. Um, I think the hardest part of going through this is, is the emotional toll that it takes on, at least for me, it was the emotional toll. Um, and I had to remind myself that I am deserving of love and kindness and, you know, forgiveness of myself and to know that I don't think necessarily with time it's going to get easier, but it's going to get less hard every day. Um, one thing my therapist told me that I that I always try to focus on is, you know, grief is like a hole in the in you're in a room and there's a hole in the in the floor, and the first day after you had a traumatic event, that hole like encompasses the entire floor, and all you're doing every day is trying to get around the room without falling in the hole. And as time goes on, that hole doesn't go away. It just gets smaller and smaller and smaller where it gets to the point where you can put a rug over it and walk over it. Okay. But every once in a while, you know, your foot's going to fall in the hole and it's fine because most of the time you're not falling in the hole. Um, But that's how I've been trying to think of, you know, my journey with grief and trauma and losing Olivia is I'm just trying to get to the point where I'm never going to forget her. I'm never going to not miss her. I'm just going to be able to walk across the room without falling in the hole. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. That's a really good analogy. It, now, when somebody, she, oh, when yeah, she said ahead. it, were you like, ah. Yeah, it yeah. all clicked in my head. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, at E-B-Y-R-D-1-9, E-Bird19. Awesome. So I'll go ahead and I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for taking the time, jumping on, sharing your story. It's still so fresh. You're still in the trenches. You're trying yes. again. And I wish you the best of luck. And you're Thank you so much. Posted. Yes. I will. I will. Okay. Thank you we'll so much. Soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.